0: This
1: is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: And now we have Melissa DeRosa on. She is currently writing for who who are you writing for now, Melissa?
3: I have been writing for the Daily Beast, but the column that ran today was actually in the New York Daily News.
2: And you were the former secretary for Governor Cuomo, who we had on yesterday. And he made quite the headlines because he said Democrats need to call attention to the issue of crime. It's similar to what you've been saying as well.
3: Yes, funny that he and I share that opinion. <laughs> Just a coincidence, right? <laughs> um, but I'm. But no, I mean, look, I think that obviously crime has been a top issue in the city. It's been a top issue in the state. It's a top issue playing out nationally. And I think that part of the reason that you've seen Republican gain, Republicans um, both here at home and, and nationally gain ground in these last couple of weeks is because they've been sort of channeling voters' frustration successfully, while whereas Democrats have not been able to connect on the issue and I think have sort of been afraid to confront it head on.
2: And, Governor Patterson, I know you had a question for Melissa DeRosa.
4: Melissa, in your article you also talked about the outside consultants who are 500 miles outside because they're from Washington, D.C., and how they've hurt the campaign of the governor and the other contributing factors to why the polls have tightened as they have.
3: Yes. So I don't know if, you know, for your listeners, I have a column today out in the Daily News where I talk about sort of how it is that Governor Hochul has found herself in the predicament that she's in, which is polling in the single digits in a number of polls under 50 percent, you know, within five days of the election. And to what Governor Patterson just said, I do think, and I opined on this in my piece, that, one of the issues is that it it sounds to me like much of the campaign was sort of farmed out to D.C. consultants. And I think that a lot of people in in the Washington world who've been running these campaigns and not well, frankly, across the country is that they thought the best way to do this was to go after two things, abortion and Donald Trump. And I actually wrote back in May in a column that I did when the Dobbs decision first leaked that I cautioned to the Democratic Party with jumping on abortion, not because they shouldn't from a policy perspective. I mean, it's outrageous what the court did in reversing all of those years of precedent. But in terms of when you have an economy with inflation the way that it is and gas prices what they are, combined with rising crime, the the issue that I think um, very obviously connects more with voters in terms of urgency, in terms of their pocketbook, in terms of their day-to-day lives, is, is not abortion. I think abortion is a values issue that many Democratic voters are out, as, are rightly and independent voters rightly outraged by. But I think when it comes down to making decisions for who you're electing, you're going to do it on the issues you feel most urgently impacting your family. Yeah.
4: So and it's elect- interesting, Melissa, because at the beginning of this year, crime was not on the top five issues that voters thought were important. It's developed that way this year because of some horrific crimes that we actually see on You see them on television now. You don't read about it in the newspaper. You actually see people being thrown on the tracks, and that can scare 19 million people, and that's what's happening. And
2: to your point, Governor Patterson, just uh, a short time ago, police announced that a homeless man with 25 prior arrests, he was busted in a rape of a New York City jogger that just happened this morning. This guy had several sexual assaults under his belt. So New Yorkers are afraid. I know Melissa DeRosa, the last time we spoke, It's this kind of randomness. One of your friends was punched in the faces. This woman was out jogging in the morning when she was attacked. And once again, it was by a repeat offender. And yet you have Governor Kathy Hochul saying that Republicans are simply master manipulators and that crime is all this whole issue about crime is just a conspiracy. What do you think about that?
3: You know, I think that Melissa, hold
1: on a second, because this is on all fours with the case in Buffalo. Where, where you had somebody who was convicted, uh, a felon before, who was beating his wife, who was pleading for her life, and the judge didn't have the ability to hold her under our law. Now, what the hell are we waiting for? The governor should bring the legislature or should have brought them in, change that. We've been talking about this for months and months and months. She keeps they saying can, about
5: statistics. The statistics are there in the dead bodies and the people are piling, piling up They're in the city and the state of New York. It's not just New York City, Center, no. It's throughout the state.
2: And the mother of that victim, by the way, in Buffalo, she says Kathy Hochul has blood on her hands. She says she should also be charged with the crime. Melissa DeRosa, what do you think about these two latest incidents?
3: So, I mean, I I obviously, I tweeted about the incident in the West Village after I saw it. It's, it's, You know, it's it's so outrageous um, that, you know, I actually used to live on 9th Street in University. I would run every morning between yep. 5 and 6 a.m. in the West Village. So reading about somebody out for a jog getting attacked and raped like that is just soul-crushing and is your worst nightmare. I remember as a woman doing that run every morning, that was always my biggest fear because the streets are sort of desolate, but... I think to Governor Patterson's point, one of the biggest things is it's no longer something that you read about because of social media. You see people getting pushed onto subway tracks. You see a lot of these horrific crimes. And I do think that the governor and the legislature attempted to address some of the issues with bail reform in this last um, budget cycle. And I think that what we're hearing over and over again from New Yorkers is that it didn't go far enough. that's,
1: That's nonsense. Your just your statement there that they're doing something. They haven't done a damn thing. And she hasn't. She hasn't called them in to say, Let's change this uh, but this Senator, if she, bail if she, and if she, let's give But the, Senator and let's give the judges the ability to make a decision where they think somebody is a danger to the community. But what Senator the if she's if, she if she done. If she, done? If the she had
4: called them in, Senator, yeah. what would they have done in the last two months? They wouldn't have done anything. Why?
1: Let her fight for it. Let the people see she's fighting for it. But to just stand by and say, oh, well, yeah, you know, you're making a lot about crime. That's bullshit. This is taking place. <laughs> you just talked about people getting killed. You just talked about people getting raped. This is real, local. What did you, Uncle, what you say it was, Senator? All right. Let, let, the
5: record, <laughs> let, let the record be clear. I stand with Senator D'Amato on this. She should have called the legislature back. All due respect to my good friend Governor Patterson. She should have called the legislature back. If you had been governor, you would have, have called, called him back. Well, you would have put him in the room, and you would have fought for a change to protect the public. Well,
0: I, I, I agree with those sentiments. I'm curious, uh, Melissa, Vito uh, In your opinion, what was the political calculus for not calling the legislature back? That's a question.
2: That's a great
3: question. You know, look, I think that, and, and, and Senator, with all due respect, I, I am factually correct that they did make adjustments to bail in the last budget. What I said was I think that what people are responding to is that they didn't feel like it went far enough. But it is factually correct that they did make changes
5: in the last budget. Window, so Respectfully, I, I'm telling you as a former Supreme Court justice, it's window dressing. If you talk to my colleagues who sit in the criminal parts in criminal court and Supreme Court, they will tell you it's absolute nonsense. Judges cannot hold people in based on dangerousness. That was a failing at the beginning. It's still a failing. It has to be changed, Ki- Melissa.
2: Kiara Benningfield would be alive today. That woman that was killed, executed by her husband, if, there, was, if in buffalo if those tweaks were correct Melissa DeRosa you have to admit that that case was 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 goaling I mean there was video evidence of the way he beat her there was prior bad acts and the judge said he had no other choice but to let that guy go and then less than 24 hours he shoots her in the head in front of her three kids
4: Now just to be fair I don't understand how if that uh video evidence was shown at the at the hearing how that defendant could have gotten out of there. The I one, know. She
2: posted it on Facebook, the victim. It was everywhere. Everybody. No, no, I'm sorry. saying that.
4: So because because I'm curious. Facebook, um, how it's
5: um, charged.
2: I'm,
4: how
5: the write-up is charged. The criminal complaint before the judge. How it is charged. Not what you see on Facebook, but the document that's before the judge. Yeah, and the, the judge makes a decision on what document is in front of
4: him. But that's presented by the prosecutor, and how could the prosecutor not Demand bail Oh, that's in a case another like problem, that.
5: Governor, because you have prosecutors out there who are not doing what they're sworn to do, which is protect the public and prosecute the laws.
2: That's the problem. Let's Thanks hear, for bringing that up. Let's hear what Melissa DeRosa has to say about this. Yeah, Melissa's our guest,
0: so let's hear what she says.
3: No, I mean, listen, I think that the the energy and the outrage that you guys are channeling is sort of what's out there right now, not just in New York City, but nationally and across the state. And I think that that's speaking to the larger issue, right? The people of legislators, governors, U.S. senators, everybody works for their constituents, as the senator and the governor know all too well. And when your constituents are communicating to you, we want you to do something about this, and you don't, Well, an election is a job interview, so they start to consider other candidates. And I think that that's part of the reason that you've seen the tightening in the polls here in New York and why you have seen nationally Republicans gain a tremendous amount of steam against Democrats in states where this has become a top issue.
2: Melissa DeRosa, how do you think the race will go for governor? Last time you were on, you said Hochul will take it. Do you still think she'll win, and if so, by how many points?
3: You know, look, I think that this is going to come down to ground game. I really do. I think that a lot of the polls I've seen, both privately and public polling, have her, you know, consistently up four or five points, but, you know, at or just below 50 percent. And you've got a lot of people in that room who ran a lot of races, both themselves and with other people. And we all know that if you're an incumbent and you're five days before the election day and you're not clearly above 50, you're not sleeping well at night. And so I think at this point, Zeldin has had the momentum. You know, the only poll we saw this week was Emerson, which sort of showed that that stalled out. But you don't know with margin of error if that's true or not. And so I think that this is going to come down to ground game. It's going to come down to whether or not African-American voters show up in New York City and vote Democratic. Yep. I think that you're going to see Long Island go Republican. I think Nassau is going to go Republican as well as Suffolk. And from what I hear, Suffolk's going to go resoundingly Republican. And then the question is, can Kathy Hochul, as an upstate lawmaker, hold the people in her in her backyard for her and sort of keep Zeldin's performance in check? Because he's going to win upstate. The question is by how much in order to get over the top. So I still think Hochul holds on. I think it's going to be, you know, anywhere between five and four points. That's my estimation at this point. But it really is going to come down to the ground game.
4: That's mine, too. But it's really going to be an issue of turnout and the the passion uh, sort of favors a higher t- turnout in Suffolk and upstate as opposed to the city, which usually turns out monumental. And a lot of that will be determined by the congressional races because they are very competitive throughout the is- Long Island and up the Hudson Valley and into western New York, not all the way to western New York. But those races are going to be huge. Get out the votes on both sides. And whoever in each of those races gets out the vote best, that will also have a and bearer on the governor's race. And
2: I live in very blue Westchester County and I am seeing Zeldin signs all over the place. I'm even seeing homemade Zeldin signs. Melissa DeRosa, do you sense that groundswell for Zeldin? I feel like he's got that energy, but Hochul, I don't think there's anybody out there that says, oh, I love me some Hochul.
3: <laughs> you know, it's funny when you say Westchester's deep blue. It's true. It's been blue lately, but as we all remember, Rob Astorino was county executive in Westchester not She's that me. long ago. And I, so I sort of look at Westchester like NASA, and I think that Westchester could potentially, you know, go Republican or be very close, you know, 52, 48 sort of territory mm. in a year like this.
1: I and think so, you should get hazard duty pay. Um, because we've hit you with every question possible, and you have been terrific. She's brilliant. A She's, She's amazing. I would
0: like to go back to that <laughs> reason because there's been a lot of passion coming out of the studio, rightfully so. But I'd like to ask Melissa, for the people listening, you know, why, why was the governor, despite all this rage and despite this momentum to highlight crime as an issue, what was the political calculus for not reconvening the state legislature? I think Senator D'Amato highlighted earlier, it's okay if she was losing because at least she would be on the side of voicing the, the profile of the people that, uh, of the state. So I'm curious.
3: No, you know, listen, I think that when, when, when I worked for Governor Cuomo, it's When you sort of your job as the executive, when you're when you see these problems to both empathize with the people that are upset about them, grab hold of them and do something about it. I think that this issue, for whatever reason, really snuck up on them. And I think that they thought that they're that they could run out the clock and continue to focus on Trump and focus on abortion. And it would be enough to carry the day. And I think that it, it really snuck up on them when all of a sudden these poll numbers were changing as rapidly as they were. And I do think that she's made an attempt, you know, with Mayor Adams to go down into the subway and announce their plan to increase police presence on the subway well, and do things there. So I think that she is trying. I, had,
0: I like, had lunch with, uh, with uh, Governor Hochul today, and uh, I told her the 1,200 people that she uh, has put on is not sufficient. And she should have done what Peter Valone did and what David Dickens did. I want to hear more about that lunch. And ask the Biden for six
4: 6,000 new police officers. Great job, Melissa.
2: Well, we're going to hear more about thank that you, lunch you, and, you, and a lot more. Keep it right here. Thank you so much, Melissa DeRosa. Now, Lou Dobbs. Keep it right here. Cats at night.
1: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.